three. All right, Matt. I, I just want to start that off with what we what we just did. What what happened with you and Kenny Robinson? Can you can you encapsulate that in a nutshell? Oh geez. Okay, so that was uh wow, that was the summer of 2019. Oh, the, the, so many moons ago. The before times. Um, so I put up a dumb post. Uh, it was a picture of these these two uh, anti-abortion uh, idiots in the states, and they had a sign that like, "Don't uh, you know abort your fetus? We'll adopt it. Here's our phone number." And I was like, "Yeah, if you want to have a child raised as like a, a mass murderer, I made a dumb joke something like that, and I posted it up on Facebook." Why? Why? I was in a mood. And, and also, I, I wanted to add this, that uh, as I'm almost a third-party observer, even though I, I had done and, and got introduced to stand-up comedy, I always, and you know this, I always stayed away from the T-Suck group. Oh, and you should. T-Suck. I did not put that in T-Suck, but that's... Right, but, but just Facebook in general to me is like a wasteland. It's it just, don't even bother. No. It's, it's... But you bother. Sometimes. But not only did you bother, but you I stepped you, it up a little. Yeah, you you try to stomp well, on the on the on the legend of Goliaths of the Canadian comedy legends. scene, and who that I'm referring to is who? Shit. That guy's a piece. Who of am I referring to? Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson. I can baby. suck my dick. Why? Why? Well, first of all, you should know. Talk to other comics that are booked on shows with him. He pays them peanuts. He pockets everything. Oof. Yeah, that's insane. Shots that's fired. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I challenged him to a roast battle. Mm, guys. So he doesn't take care of his uh, openers, his no. fellow comics? He does not. He does not. Is that because he wears suits? Is that like a like a canary it's, in the coal mine? I think, that this guy might try to take advantage of you because he wears a suit? I think you've never seen him in the same suit twice. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Anyways. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got to buy new suits all the time. Guy's got to be pimping. Come anyways, on, come on. So, so anyways, you got more munitions than that. Let's hear it. Let's no. hear it. Uh, so back to the story. Why does and, he suck? Well, no, this is the real reason. Um, so other people started attacking me that were uh, anti-abortion in my feed, which to be expected, it's going to happen. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. But then Kenny got involved. And then he started liking all of the people that were hit, hit, attacking me. And he, he, I found out. I, I remember. Know, I remember. I didn't he, know that he was anti-abortion. But but what is anti-abortion? What's the what's the PC term for that? What's the PC term for that? Anti-abortion is pro-life. Am I right? Yeah, pro-life. Pro-life. Yeah, he's pro-life. Which is the, the, what a deceptive, I, ridiculous I term. Yeah. I'm pro-life. Yeah. Unless somebody's getting executed for well, a murder. You know, you're pro-life, but you could be destroying someone's life. Probably are. Them have an abortion. But wait, wait, wait. Let, let, so anyways. Let, let's go through this. So, so, so he's pro-life. Yeah. You said something. He yeah. piped up. Yeah. And you yeah. did a Twitter, uh, like, not, I, I almost said a Twitter battle, but a Facebook uh, chat right. battle with him. He didn't, he didn't respond to me. Uh, he just blocked me. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. And then I was like, not only fuck you, uh, you think you're so awesome? Then I challenge you to a roast battle. How about oh, that? you? Mr. That's right. Mr. You challenged him to a roast battle. Here. And you and me, let's go down. I'll oh, lose. I don't shit. mind losing. I'll go down in flames. Where was? Where would this have gone down if, uh, if would, it was, happened? If it had happened, I would have loved it to happen at Yuck Yucks because he never have home court advantage. All I'll, right. give, I'll give him everything. Guys, talking about he's gonna run a basketball game at the ACC and yeah. shit. Wait, is it the ACC anymore? No. What? What? They, like, I can't Eric, but it, it changed now. Did they change it again? Apparently, again, yeah. Did they? A new sponsor oh, upgrade. Okay. Well, I'm not. But anyways, I'm gonna I want to double down on this. So you're sure. going to war with yeah. Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson, who actually I, I'll have you know, mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed back in the day. Like I used to put on my TV yeah. as a youth, you know, as like a millennial yeah, what youth. Was the, what was the comedy show they used to run? No, it it's on... Comedy Network. And they, just like the radio, they would display primarily, not primarily, but a, a large amount of Canadian content. It did. And for the most part, that was the Just for Laughs. And Just yeah. for Laughs back in the day was just Montreal. Yeah. But it was still like a huge event, of course, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting way on a tangent here. I want to I want to circle back to this. You're in a in a battle one on one with Kenny Robinson. I actually enjoyed the guy. Like I said, he is funny. I don't hate him. 
I want to be clear about this. He's I'm a fan of his. I get I'm I'm exaggerating. I don't but hate the guy. I, I, I do remember this guy. event, Matt. I do remember this event. It was a yeah. significant event. I had it was amusing because I know you very personally, and I know Kenny Robinson yeah. not personally, but. Like, hey, he's like the same way I like Ralphie May. Well, actually, Ralphie May is way better than Come Kenny on, Robinson. No <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> but close. you know what I mean? It's like a person that I enjoyed as a youth. Like I saw I saw Ralphie May on TV at in Montreal when I was, man, I was young. Like I was like 13 and I thought he was the funniest dude I ever seen in my life. So, oh, so, so like a, he was so good. That's all that's all I was trying to say there. But yes, let's let's circle back. You guys are one-on-one. He's pro-life. You're, I don't even want to put a label on you because yeah. you can't do it because no. you're too nuanced for that. Sure. Thank God. Yeah. So anyway, What happened? So Where did this blocks, go? So I go and I challenge him. He then blocks me um, on Facebook. And so I can't even interact with the guy anymore. So I just posted on Facebook. I was like, I guess I won. <laughs> You thought you won. Well, you're well, back away from a challenge. That is a kind of a bullshit response. I'm a non-social media guy. Uh, anybody that hears this that knows me will know that that's the case. But uh, I mean, I got to believe that that's a, a non-response. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I, nothing happened after that? No. He uh, he did post something in T-Suck a little while after that saying he doesn't know me, doesn't like me. Something, well, something okay, easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what are we what are we, what are we lawn bowling here? Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absurd. But as, as, I won't drop names, but prominent uh, Canadian comics that are Toronto based but tour across Canada private messaged me and a few in person said it's fucking awesome that you took you, had you the stood balls up to Kenny Robinson. That you would actually attack Kenny Robinson. Oh man, no, it's true, it's true. Okay, I got nothing with this one. That was a good story. Honestly, the, I remember that being in a very interesting sequence of events. It was pretty wild. And th thank you for coming in hot with that on this oh, pod absolutely. because we're, we're on a good note. I'm going to ask you something. Uh, I'll trade you a shot of whiskey for a jitsu. Sure. Let's do it. That's fair. All right, people. So on that note, we're going to get uh, a little Wiser's whiskey jumping off here. I hit it in my uh, hat, my Ooh. chapeau. And I'm gonna pour up a little bit for you. You're gonna have the crystal glass, the nice one. Ooh. I'm gonna have this one here. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty, my friends. Let's get it. Cheers to whiskey. Cheers, Cheers to podcasting. This is podcast. all we got. This is it. There's no stand-up. There isn't. Cheers. Cheers to no stand-up. Beautiful. Very Beautiful, nice. Matthew. I think this is awesome, man. We live in this house. I should mention to to any oh, listeners. Probably, yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that we live in the same house. We do. The only thing is, I'm a basement dweller. Yeah, I'm second floor. Yeah, he's <laughs> a second floor motherfucker. It's... And also, to we don't have video this time, which is fine because I prefer audio anyway. But that's neither here nor there. The Jurassic Park sweater that you're wearing, oh yeah, is so fly. It's making me super jealous. I just want to <laughs> wear that. It looks. That good. You know what's funny? Uh, both me and Alex DeWitt, if you know who that is. Oh, we all know. Insidious. <laughs> yeah, the insidious, insidious bit. Insidious. <laughs> I love that guy. I'm cracking a jitsu to that motherfucker. Yeah, he's great. All right, but man. him and I both own the same sweater. It was funny. Um, I wore it at one show, and then he wore it less than a week at another show. And I was like, hey. He's like, I know. Any, like, <laughs> anybody from the 90s knows what the fuck we're dealing with. We, we, yeah, we wear a like, fucking Jurassic Park shirt. It's not rocket mathematics or whatever they no, call it. No, I mean, I wear it better, but. Of course. Now, listen, I, I want to I wanna take us into this. Who is Matt Duffy? Who is Matt Duffy? Who's Matt Duffy? I know That's a guy. A his name's Matt. His last name's Duffy. Uh, he lives on the second floor. Yeah. But who is Matt Duffy? What does Matt Duffy stand for? What does he mean? Oh. What's the point of Matt Duffy? Jesus, that is a deep question. I'm um, just asking what do I stand for? Uh, freedom of speech, first and foremost. That's I like my that. number one. I, I believe I like that. anyone should be allowed to say whatever they want. Um, and you're allowed to react how you want, but don't don't go out of your way to be offended. I hate the thing I hate the most is people saying they're offended. Isn't being offended a choice? It's such a choice. You know who said this is do you know that like New Jersey 
female comic who was on the roast shows back in the day and she was really dirty. You know who I'm talking about. And she kind of exited Lampinelli? the scene. Yes. Lisa Lampanelli said, and again, this is probably not a, like a, She's great. Uh, a high candle to hold like any standards to, but what she said was that being offended is a choice. And I internalized that. I'm like, oh my God, no, you it really is. Yeah. It's just, it's, what are you trying to make a stand on? You're trying to make exactly. a stand on something that was said. And this made me search inside myself. And I really believe that words mean nothing. They, they it's in the eye of the beholder. It's like, mm. you shouldn't yes be no. offended by words because that's a choice. And, and no. it goes so much further than that. What do you have to say on that? You shouldn't be offended by words because words are literally just words. Just words. They're just words. And you can, there's something amazing that you can do. You can turn something off. You can walk away from people. Right. But there are also those situations where words can incite people to do things. Oh my God. Are you trying to go political on I'm me? I'm not. I'm just saying that words don't have consequences until they get people to actually do something physical. It seems it's almost way too way. topical for you to be bringing this up right now. I know, see, this is another thing. We're gonna get to your political background, but I can already tell you're chomping at the bit of the fucking political intrigue and the, the insight that you have. So no. so here, on that note, let's start this thing off, let's go. I think we're, on a, we're, we're off to a good start here. The next thing I wanna know is, let's go back to the beginning. Oh, okay, Matt? There was a beginning, yeah. Bear with me, bear with me. I'm with you. I want to know about your humble beginnings Ooh. in Prince very, Edward Island. Very humble. You were born and raised mm -hmm. in Prince Edward Island. Yep. Charlottetown to be Now, accurate. listen, as a Toronto fuckboy, like my dad's always been like a, a corporate executive and I've lived yeah. sort of a different lifestyle, as I would imagine, from somebody or anybody that grew up on the East Coast. And we, yeah. we, we, we fetishize that a bit. I think that it's it's very interesting that like people vacation there and like mm -hmm. the East Coast relies on vacationers because it's like this weird sort of poetic Irish romantic fascination with the East Coast. And so I want to I want to preface this question by saying that like keeping that in mind, right? Like I'm from I'm a Toronto kid, as you know, and like what does that mean? It means you tell me what it means, but I just want to know with that in mind what please describe and enlighten us as to what your experience growing up on the east coast of canada was like please oh jesus lord murphy it's simple times it's times where you're simple and you just all you get to know your neighbor and you know your other neighbor and that's what it no we we're we are simple folk we we like we like we like our hockey we like our beer we like our seafood we like meat and potatoes like it's just super simple um so life's simple on simple. the east coast yeah like keep it keep it easy like as the australians say no drama you say it with an accent though i, I can't do an australian accent. now bloody drama i eh? now all right drama. that's all i got that's good no so so you're saying that's true because that's how mm -hmm. we imagine the east coast yeah the only where i'm from because I'm, I'm a part newfie i should say i'm yeah. part newfie but like very far <laughs> Right. Very far and away from that part. Yeah. I'm not living in Cornerbrook tomorrow, like anytime soon. I, I don't know shit about no. the East Coast. It's a drama that I've never been there. I've never been there. Well, you need to go. And that that, go. that was honestly really nice what you said, but I I almost wanted the answer to be more than that because I, I want to imagine that it's my own uh, like elitism that makes me think that it's more than that on the East Coast. But you're yeah. saying, no, it's just about the simple life. It's just it about... Is. The drama really is uh, weddings, funerals, and going to the bar. You're basically <laughs> describing the Irish. Uh, fuck, I think we kind of dominate the East Coast. God damn. Well, it's fascinating because I actually, I looked it up and my name Edwards. Uh, it's apparently a Welsh name. I get it from my Newfie yeah. family and it's Welsh. And not that that's that much different from the Irish, but no. it's just strange that... Like if you talk about Newfoundland specifically, yeah, it's a part of the country that only became a part of Canada. This is this is why I always wanted to drink still whiskey because I, I'm burping right now because I'm drinking beautiful Bellwood Ritzu beer. Pardon me. Local brewery. Delicious. Cheers should again. We get a, should we get a sponsorship? God bless. We're working on it. Yeah. Trust me. We'll do a few of these and we'll we'll see how we go. But I guess my point was, 
uh, Newfoundland. 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 Yeah. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Only became a part of Canada in the 40s? Like 43? Yeah. It's weird, right? But it also I mean, makes Canada's sense. It's a new country. We're new. I know. And, but We're you, a new boy. We're a new Listen, We're a new man. Now. You try to tell these TikTok kids. Yeah. They don't know nothing. <laughs> They're too busy dancing. On their heads. It's true. I, I can't, can't even do that. Side story, which I thought was kind of funny. Please. Uh, I was talking to a coworker today, um, and he has uh, uh, a nephew and a niece that are both, uh, I think it's eight and six, and they were going through old old photographs of his, and they're black and white. And so he convinced them. Black and white. Yeah. Black, black and white. white. They're black and white photos. They're in black and white photos. You know what I'm talking about. You know, the old, the old ones with the, the white frame. That's what I'm talking about. So he, he's showing them that. And then he convinced them. He's like, yeah, we didn't have color until 1993. That's when <laughs> color just magically popped up. Or something. like, what? what? He's like, yeah. Wait a minute. That's like 50 years after <laughs> color <laughs> yeah, TV yeah. came out. I was like, really? You didn't? He's like, yes, I had been completely convinced. I had moved out. Oh, I guess we wouldn't know. I guess we don't know what life is like that far back. See, what's funny, I should mention this, that that I love Matt Duffy, and he's a, a kindred oh, spirit, true. and he's a young soul, but he's also not young. No. I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you guys, like, not. if people uh, people love you that I know as well, that have people seen that you and that me. have met you, they like you. But one thing they always say to me to, to try to razz me is like, oh, you're chilling with that 40-year-old. It's like, well, <laughs> you're not, not wrong. I yet. mean... <laughs> Still in my 30s. Yeah, you're not 40, but uh, if uh, I'm in the wrong direction, to I should the I, I should say me as myself that likes to position myself as a young person mistakenly. Barely, bro. I uh, the I listen. I listen to Pressa. Okay, so I listen to like Toronto rappers that came mm -hmm. out two weeks ago, uh, but that's just to obfuscate from the fact that I am not young, and I'm not getting any younger. Really? Is that how life works? But this <laughs> is not a eulogy. That's not what this is. Not what this is about. Matt, this is about you. Just tell me how you really feel. That was good. I actually, I, I, I really wanted to this whole time. I just, I have, I have two, two people who are, uh, what do you call them when somebody's before something? predecessors yeah like, like predecessory fans i have two of them okay They're the same two people that always encourage me to start doing stand-up comedy so what i'm trying to say is we should have them killed like immediately yeah, probably. but yeah. the second step once we get them killed is that we need to fulfill their well my obligations to them i guess is what i'm saying because mm. they want to hear me rant and i i won't do it yet i, I don't feel like i'm in the in the right mode to do it but i want to and they're big Tim Dillon fans. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I felt like uh, about 40 seconds ago, I, I hit a I hit a stride yeah. that I, I would never accuse myself as being anywhere near as talented as the as that <laughs> fucking ugly fat Irishman known as Tim Dillon, who's He's great. one of the best Tim. comics that exists. <laughs> anyway, I'm just really jerking myself off right now. This is what happens when you uh, have several drinks before hopping on a podcast with a fucking East Coaster to have more drinks and have him talk shit. And we're all talking I shit. I was working all day. And listen, so I had a plan with this podcast, so I'm going to bring it back to that. So we talked about your upbringing. I, I, I really was hoping you'd go into a little bit more detail about your childhood. Oh, you want and about childhood and about. You don't necessarily need to characterize different figures in your upbringing, but mm -hmm. like, what was your childhood like? Like, like, okay, I'll, I'll frame it this way. Okay. I'm a big fan of Trailer Park Boys, as okay. a lot of us are. Yeah. In ref, like, with reference to Trailer Park Boys, how similar or dissimilar was your upbringing? Completely opposite. Compared to that show, in what way? Well, first of all, I grew up in a middle class home at the time. My family was doing well. We had ups and downs through my entire So you weren't brain. in Dartmouth or whatever. You weren't in no. a trailer park. No, no. We lived in a nice house. Cool. We lived very well. Um, I had two older brothers, my parents. Um, it's a very nice upbringing. I mean, with two older brothers, it's not always fun, but still, it's pretty easy compared to most. I don't know. I grew up loving hockey, baseball. You, you know? play hockey? Fuck yeah, I was a goalie. 
Yo, I've never played hockey a day in my life. I'll score five goals on you, motherfucker. Fucking no way. Look at the reach on this bitch. I'm six foot five. On this bitch! <laughs> six foot five, and that's like Ken I Biden. love third party you referring to yourself as this bitch. Mm -hmm. Credits. But so I'm sorry to interrupt you. So so you're yeah. playing hockey, you're into sports. Yeah, I was in, you're saying super you, into sports. So like, you're a baseball goal, went, guy? Yeah, I went to goalie school. So my goal, oh, okay, in, that's my hockey. goal in life was to be a goalie. In, in the Indiana you would have been a good goalie because you have some long limbs, sir. Yeah, dude. Like Patrick Waugh was my idol. Do you know it's funny you say that because I listened to another podcast by some guy who was from the snowboard scene lately who was in Patrick Waugh's camp in the 90s. And then he moved away from that as a goalie and went into snowboarding and he was like a competitive high level snowboarder in the 90s. Okay. And I just thought that was a, such, a, such a weird, such an interesting connection because, yeah, like. Patrick Waugh, he was the icon. He was Dude, from like, the 80s into the 90s. Come on. Like he was I don't guy. know shit about hockey, I'll be honest, but I no. know Patrick Waugh and, is a beast. And here's my connection to Patrick Waugh. True. When I went to goalie school on PEI, my goalie teacher was a guy named Roly Melanson. Roly the goalie. Melanson. Melanson. Roly the goalie. Sounds delicious. He was, for a couple seasons, the backup goalie to Patrick Waugh. No shit. Yeah. So that's a real thing. Yeah. So, okay, so again, it's like a hockey guy. I just want to keep spitballing with this. So, like, Brodeur yeah, versus, versus Wah. It's Wah. Oh, right? I, everybody I know that has any acquaintance with Patrick Wah says that. It's so funny. Well, I don't know. Again, I'll preface It was a different this. time, I don't know too. shit about hockey. Like, it was a time. So, was that pre-Butterfly goalie? It was the beginning of the Butterfly style. What, Wah was, was or Brodeur yeah, was? No, Wah was. Like, well. Right. Like I was learning, uh, like when I started going to goalie school. That's there's no way back in back no, in that day. You're learning, learning it. But but what they would do the drill was if anybody knows what the butterfly style is, is basically getting down on both knees and ready to suck a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so you're there in all these. So yeah. what we would do from end to end, we would be in butterfly stance and have to kick our pads and go from end to end Standard. on the ice. Standard. But that was new. I think at that time. No, you're right. 80s, you're right. That was probably really new. I The fact that you're telling me that that existed back then is crazy. Because when I went to high school, I remember knowing a lot of like high level hockey players and the butterfly style was the only way they laughed when like i said that my uncle was like a high level player you know 10 20 years before and they're like yeah that was like like not that they said this but i inferred that it was like pre the style of like you're literally eliminating such a high percentage of shots yeah when you're talking about um but it's you know the new style of goalie but 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 that's great there's no way that the butterfly style existed in the 80s there's no fucking way that's not it did I was taught it. But also, also, what were this? This is also late 80s. Late, late. Yeah, 80s. I agree. Well, I was born in the late 80s. I was yeah, born in 1990. Born at the beginning of the 80s. So perhaps. Perhaps. No, he was <laughs> born in the 1950s. I believe he actually served a tour in World War II. <laughs> Man, anyway, this is, I'm just exposing myself for not knowing a goddamn thing about fucking hockey. But it's a. Uh, so the way I would picture it, is that it, it would have been used sparingly in the beginning. It would have been like when the puck is in play one way or the other. Yeah. It became the only way goalies operate. When I, oh. If you turn on your TV now and watch a hockey game, it's it was like just instant. like, it was like their, their legs are just... It's like fucking mathematical. It's yeah, but like it's... Goddamn it's, ridiculous. It's funny watching today because I've seen so many goalies that do the butterfly style but forget the most important part. Tackling the puck. Well... Guarding the five hole. Woo-wee! That's they put, true. They, they do. Put the pop, they put the pads That down. is more likely. That was the I lesson am. that I, I was taught the most in goalie school. They're like, okay, close that stuff, five hole. Your stick? Guess what that's so for? So you, you close it with when the you, stick. The stick is the closer. Yeah. You can go as wide as you want, but have that. make sure you've got that stick touching the ice. Like slap true, it down. True, true. You, you, you know what I almost think of it as is like uh, with, with football, they say that the, the catch rule has – like fucked over the way DBs and wide receivers and, and, and ball catchers like play because it's like, they're so concerned about you need to have like a four or five point catch on the ball. Like that ball has to be like locked in before mm. anything happens, before you hit the ground, before you hit anybody else. Right. It's like ruin the way people just catch a ball. Cause it used to just be, I thought it was the concussions, right? like, but <laughs> I 
<laughs> Listen to me. Yeah, honestly, thank you for saying that because I'm fucking done talking about football. This is so embarrassing. For all you people, I'm going to put this out anyway. But um, don't let TJ talk about sports. That's just a fucking very simple operation. Okay, I'm going to bring it back to this. So, Well, no, you can talk about sports when it comes to like rollerblading cock sports or yeah. like ass sports extreme, like ass play extreme well i was gonna say ass extreme play. ass play okay sure if that's what you're in that's not my sport well don't I'm, look at me like no, that hey you brought it up i was actually hey vouch, i was trying to vouch for you saying like this is the extreme sports guy like vouch what is that gay code yeah that's kind of the gay code and i want to fuck you later tonight <laughs> i don't know what accent is that i don't know it's my i'm, I'm confused and i'm white <laughs> That's actually really good. You like it? I don't know. I'm working on it. That's horrible. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not on Grinder, but if I go on Grinder and <laughs> any individual talks to me with that fucking voice, <laughs> I am not sucking your dick. Not imagine, that I would anyway. Imagine a guy looking like John Cena doing the whole thing. Like, okay, guys, uh, I'm going to come over to my place later and I'll suck your dick off. Like, no. That, that's your John Cena <laughs> reference? Yeah. What, what the fuck do you think you are? Look, I'm, I'm John Cena. He's a good guy. We're gonna keep moving through the material. All right. <laughs> That's All right. So, you're in PEI. You have this crazy childhood that almost, um, actually, well, I guess what you said is that it doesn't smack of a Trailer Parks Boys episode. No, it's not even no. You I had guess. a middle class upbringing. Yeah. In PEI, yes. which none of us should perceive as being like an impossibility like no, obviously that show most people have houses yeah like, like yeah. Well, exactly and honestly and, and honestly that that just that really to the listeners this shows you this sort of skewed reference point that anybody in life has about what you see on tv no, or in the media this, this is the thing right? that it's it, it, the homeless people on pi when i was a kid we knew them i didn't by say they name. were homeless they have no, trailers we, we knew them by name what were their names? Um, the, our, our, in my neighborhood, yeah, a guy named George. And what did George do? George liked to run around where go run around. He didn't run. Walk around with a shopping cart collecting bottles. So bubbles. Yeah, basically bubbles. <laughs> so, so what do you? I I was trying to I give know, you the I opportunity know, to go I against I what I was but saying. One guy. One guy, <laughs> one guy out of at the time, I think we were about a hundred thousand. Now we're at about hundred and fifty thousand people. So you're reaffirming the stereotype, is what you're trying I'm to say. I'm just saying it's we had a home. We had one in my neighborhood. We had one homeless guy. My my brothers. Oh my god, they used to love to torture but you, him. You told me that they were gang members, and I don't know. Oh, I don't want you to have to speak to that. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But they're so I've I've in past I I was in sort of the restaurant industry, hospitality industry. I've served. Um, bikers, like biker gang mm. members, it's interesting. Like they just—they're they're, they're not bad, they're not good. No, but they're—they're they're just nice. guys. They're just people. They're nice until they're not nice. Exactly. So in my experience, it's very interesting. Is that it's—it's—it's—I don't know how to describe it. It's just like they're chill as fuck until they're—I guess they're not chill, yeah. <laughs> and then they're shooting. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> How does that work? What the fuck did you say? So you have a so 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 say as much as you can. Well, but, as much as but, I can. You, but you have a brother, yeah, that is a connected gang member. Yeah, he was with what uh, can you say the, about that? Okay, I can say what's that was, like? He was part of the biggest motorcycle gang club club in North America, maybe well, the east coast. <laughs> East Coast, uh, there was ties. You know, they're pretty big in the states too. You don't need to convince me. I don't think I should say the name. Um, I can say that his nickname was Irish, and he was just known as Irish, and that is it. Um, so that was my brother, and uh, yeah, he's done things that I definitely can't talk about on a microphone. Um, but I, I, you know what? I can actually I can give one story because this can be like a you could be like you just stole this from uh, watching yeah. the prison show <laughs> or something like that. Oh my god! I'm like uh, this. This guy is bullshit. Um, so m my brother has served hard time. Um, and one time when he was serving the hard times, um, <laughs> he he ended up beating the crap out of a guy for his posse. 
I think that's the thing. <laughs> if you say so. I mean, Go on. so uh, and then the guards come and like, who beat this guy up? And they were like, I was uh, this guy, my brother. I'll just say my brother's name is uh, R. We'll just say his name's R. It was R. And he was like, fuck. So he got thrown into the hole. If anybody knows what the hole is, you should. If you don't, then the you fuck? probably shouldn't even be listening to this fucking podcast. So he got thrown into the hole for a week. After he got out of the hole after that week, uh, the guy that ratted on him wasn't around anymore. And so he asked one of his buddies, I guess. He's like, what happened to him? He's like, oh, don't worry. We took care of him. What does and that mean? Like, a lock and a sock? No. Does that mean a schlock? This, this is brutal. So what they did was they broke into oh, his no. cell in the middle of the night, took a spoon, gouged out no! his eyes. No! This didn't happen. Gouged out his eyes and then told him after as they're doing it, no, wait, you'll wait. never see or rat on anyone ever again. Wait a minute, you you told me this story, but I thought this was a joke. You're no. you're telling me this that really there are individuals in a Canadian prison that have on the access. east coast of Canada that this used was, a no, spoon. This was, in, this was on in Ontario. This is an Ontario prison. In an Ontario prison, oh. they used a spoon to gouge out the motherfucker's eyes. Not joking. Not joking. This can't be real. Uh, unfortunately, the things I've seen with that brother, I know for a fact that he did not make that story up. You're honestly making me want to leave this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> that it is well, one you, of the darkest, most disgusting, most reprehensible. No, but I love, I love it, but I hate it. I know, me too. Like a human being could do that because eyes are eyes are a weird thing with me. Where it's like, if you oh, want to yeah, beat yeah. somebody up, if you want to beat the fuck out of somebody, if you want to like. Just su submit somebody. That's one thing. Yeah. If you have the capability of using a spoon-like spoon. implement, I know. Not even a fork to or remove a, a motherfucker's <laughs> eyes. I don't want to have you at my birthday party. Yeah. Is that too much? That's why I don't invite him I'm to sorry. my birthday parties. I get a little. I get a little. Uh, you get a little hot. Got a little hot on that. Yeah. Well. I listen. I'd fuck Gal Gadot, though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but this is just... <laughs> I have the mind of a goldfish, uh, for the most part. Pretty much. Yeah, I... But it, it, it's almost a good thing, though. It's it's, it's like a, a mitigation thing, where if I hear something so bad, my mind mm -hmm. jumps to a place of pleasure. Not necessarily sexual pleasure. No, I But, know like, I go there. from, like, oh, that's the worst thing I can possibly hear, and then I jump to, like... Oh, yeah, I'm getting off somehow. Whatever it is. It doesn't have to be sexual anyway. Sure. That's horrible. I, I mean, I can't even believe I'm going to put this on the internet, but I probably will anyway. Sure, why not? And cares. what's crazy is the amount of ground we covered. I restarted this podcast, and we're only at seven minutes. Mm. And we've been through so much. Been through some things. This has been good. Been through some uh, things. So we got a half hour in the bag. We got this second half hour here. I'm going to keep moving through your story. Okay. What's incredible to me mm -hmm. is that we're doing super good, that I've barely crossed off two items of wow. which I wanted us to speak on. That sounds like a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna cross off. Oh, I huh? love how he, he he literally did he did the pen lick. I'm like, mm, mm. This my my quill is a little it's a little dry. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like stop talking about my dick, bro, over in my bedroom and shit. You fucking dude, your dick's not big enough for you to lick at your. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah. The worst. It's too easy. It's a low hanging fruit. Okay, so humble beginnings, happy endings, uh, PEI, cross that off, childhood, cross that off. So, you from PEI youth, uh, from apparently a mistakenly uh, middle class upbringing, a lot of people would look at you and, and oh, you're. They don't think, yeah. To be fair, your persona is very blue collar, very working class East Coast. Yeah. You do that it. Is, that is my family. Don't argue with me on that because it's true. Yeah. But what I want to know is. In your origin story, you starting out on the East Coast, whatever, we already went through it. You moved to Montreal. That's not true. Was that the first step? No. What was the first step? You leaving PEI. Bangkok, Thailand. Shut up. No. That's the intermediary step? Mm-hmm. So step. how old were you when you went? It's 11. 
What? Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. So aspirations. I don't know none of this. Aspirations of being a professional hockey goalie. I love baseball. That's a thing for me because I'm just like that's what I'm going to do in the summer until I can actually play hockey again. All I want to do is play hockey. I did three. Like I started playing hockey. I think when I was like seven. Um, and I was doing goalie school. I think it was in my third year of doing goalie school at the time. And then my, my dad is, he was a financial consultant, um, and he got a great Oh, so he's job. a finance guy. He was a finance guy. He was middle class, oh, shit. Like, you know, small time, but he Man. had a huge opportunity to go to Bangkok, Thailand to do a really? startup company. So he took, what year was this? What year was this? This would have been, oh, uh, 91, 90, no, 92, 92, would have been 92. I think so. So he he, he uprooted the family. Yeah, there. I don't know. He uprooted the family to get to Thailand. Yeah. In ninety so, two. Yeah. Or ninety one. I might actually no, I feel like it was ninety one. What did that do to your like your sensibilities and your lifestyle? Like dude, it changes you completely. Uh, you so you had to learn Thai? Like 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 linguistically, you had to learn no, how to speak God, Thai? No, no? I, I did. I did try to learn Thai. Oh, uh, what's that line from Meet the Parents? I don't fucking. Oh god, he's 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 like he talks Thai. He talks Thai. Yeah, Jack talks. Jack, that's actually true. Jack talks Thai very well. Yeah. No, that's true. And now it would have been good if I did. So you're telling me this would be lesser known for sure? Is the idea that you, as this, your whole persona is East Coast white guy. Yeah. East Coast blue collar white guy. That's pretty much right. And all the power to you. But you're telling me, I, I don't think a lot of people would know this, is so, that your identity gets a, a serious, gets seriously shifted when you're that kid and you're 11 years old mm -hmm. and you go to Thailand. Mm -hmm. And But you're also not a military kid. So it's not mm -hmm. like you're in an international schools. Maybe you were. Um. So I don't want to go too deep into this because it just gets long and drawn out. Um, but when I moved to Thailand, so I went to the, the only international school that was in Bangkok, Thailand. Um, it was only, though, for Thai kids because they wanted to teach them the British style of education sure. and teach them in English to give them, you know, more advantage in life. So that's the school I have to go to. So I have to do a placement exam to make sure I'm up to snuff. I'm like, I got this. I speak English. They don't. <laughs> I failed it miserably, so badly, they actually approached my parents afterwards and like, so is your son retarded? Seriously, I and so it was so bad, I had to be in what we would call here in Canada or in... Remedial America, class. Remedial ESL class. Well, I mean, it's, but it's funny you said ESL, that's the default. Clearly, it's not that the fact that English was your second language. It's that Thai was not your second language. <laughs> it was like it should have been. Hopefully, it was. Everything is your second language. Everything you is have, your second you language. You have no first language. Yeah, no, that's fair. So that was pretty rough. Being, I was one of only two white kids. Not that that matters in the whole school, but a culture shock to say the least. Um. So also that, and then also dealing with a school that. Because I, you know, schools were like open, like you just go to school and you just leave school there. It's like, no, you go to school, gates are up. You're not allowed to leave the school. You're only allowed to leave school if you have someone picking you up. So is that because Thailand is so dangerous? It's kind of dangerous, especially well in the so, early 90s. So what's the, what's the threat? I'm actually curious to know because a lot of people tout like Thailand is like this beautiful place to go oh, you can is. live there on a dollar a day and have the best yes, experience of absolutely. your life. Well, I mean, so what was the danger well, in the, the school is um, if you're going to a school that has money, um, there's a possibility that some ruffians could kidnap you and try to get some So, so it's like that Tony Scott movie uh, with Denzel. Right? Which one was that? Oh my God! A man on fire. Oh, man on fire! Yes, it's like yes, man yes, on yes, fire. So, yeah. man on fire is your reality. Kind of. Wow. So it was very shocking. Wow. Um, but you know what? Crazy. I I ended at the end of my first year there. I ended oh, up finishing. Shout outs to Dakota Fanning. Sure. Shout out to her. Who she's gonna listen to this, by the way. Yeah, I know. She's totally being all over this. She's like, oh, I don't like these cars. Um, 
Yeah, so, but I ended up uh, being in the top uh, 2% of my class with my grades at the end of that year. Man, that's so I crazy. I turned around. So, so, what, sorry, I, that was great, great detail. What was the conclusion of this? So you're, you're now so in Thailand. Thailand. So I do that. What else, how old are you? When do you leave? So what's the deal? Yeah, okay, 11 to 12. And then I end up going to another so one international year. school. No, I went to another international school. I was there for about two and a half, almost three years. What? So four years in Thailand? Yeah, no, not four years. Two and a half to three years. Total. Know your numbers. Yeah. Total. Total. So, so, so totals. Totals. Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people know this about you. Mm. This actually well, explains a lot. I think I've, I've like, if my goal was to arrive at some insight here that, that, that might not otherwise be universally or easily available, I think I have. It's that, God damn, you went from being a middle to upper class. A caker. Yeah, yeah, this is not a fucking construction site in Toronto. Like, hey, I, we don't even have double cakers. These fucking Italians from Kleinberg can suck, you know, tip balls, taint shaft. They can suck all three parts of my dick. I couldn't give a fuck. What I'm trying to say is that mm -hmm. this is unique and interesting. Mm -hmm. And don't brush it to the side. That's, That's very strange. No, but a lot of people don't know this. True. Don't um, brush it aside because... I know this now, but who else knows this about you? That you are who you say you are. You're not a faker. Definitely not. But there's more to your story than most people would give you credit. Oh, yeah. And people I think, think we discussed this. But, but, but so, so we're I talking started, about three years. I started stand up in Thailand. Are we talking about three years here? Yeah, I started. So you lived overseas Thailand, for three years. Oh, no, no, no. We're not done there. Four years? Dude, okay. First of all, one uh, one little point about Thailand, please, and I want to move please. on. Please, um, I did my first stand-up set. Well, kind of, because I was known as the funny guy when I was in Thailand. Of course. And so I we ended up going to this resort. It was part of a school trip, um, and we were there at this resort. I you know, rich kids, right? I mean, you're rich only because you're at a fucking school. We were not rich by any means, but. So we have to go to this resort in Chiang Mai. If anyone knows where Chiang Mai is, it's great. Fucking awesome. Um, so they have a talent contest at the resort every week for anyone that's living there, blah, blah, blah. So they do it. And so I, thinking I'm a stand-up comedian, without even knowing what a stand-up comedian is, I go and do a set. I finish second. The only reason I lost was because a guy was able to do the moonwalk. It was Michael Jackson was the hottest shit. That's the amazing. So he was doing the... So, listen, that's awesome. And then I retired for a long time after that. <laughs> I, I want to do a little bit of a, a, a break here in the story. I love that because uh, I probably use a smoke. By the way, um, yeah, yeah, we'll stop this, come back, and do it. But before we go, I want to get your take on something... And sure. to the listeners, uh, you won't be able to see this. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I, I've been on a bit of a, a, a bit of a Prince kick. I think oh. Prince is fucking incredible to watch. And you know what? Underrated. I don't think anyone's ever stupid. Said that. But he's he's both. He's simultaneously underrated and overrated. He's That's what I find so interesting. Yeah, he's overrated what? by some people for no reason for no, whatsoever. But, but for the majority of the population. People are like, I don't even, but, I can't even name one Prince song. You I don't, don't even know. No, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. What he also did for me was like, I used to drive uh, by Post Road in Toronto. Oh, uh, yeah. And and he was the one dude before Drake had a house on Post Road that was yeah. like, oh, like, look at this Pretty guy's good. house. It's a fucking baller's house. Of course it is. But before I that. It, I think we call it PD in Toronto. Well, performance uh, disorder. No. Um, Pre-Drake. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> listen, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it was it was a thing where uh, so Prince was apparently he wifed up a Portuguese woman, and he know. used to just I don't know like what wh what sort of analogy do you want to use like is it a Patrick Mahomes is it a Brett Favre is it a goddamn Tom Brady whatever he was throwing shit down the hallway, and he was connecting with his receiver, oh. and so whatever further analogy you want to make is fine. I'm gonna cut this shit down. We're going to come on board again 
uh, in the next few minutes. So, uh, shouts to all the real motherfuckers that are still listening to this bullshit. Wagwan. I'm gonna talk some shit because I got I got the homie Matt Duffy. You know, what's, what's He's the, got a damn six pack plus. What's the name of, of it? some jutsu on the floor? What's the name of your podcast? You tell me, motherfucker. Teach. What do you want to name the shit, know. bro? I, I got you on the mic right now. What you thinking? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't want you to suck the dick of the <laughs> mic, bro. I, we're good. I, there's no need for that. But I got I got Matt Duffy. He's uh, exercising his use of my own private bathroom, which is something that I negotiated for in my monthly rent payment of $990. So what do you actually pay? Which I'll have you know, if you're trying to have a $990 rent payment... Make that shit a thousand. So you actually No, because it's ten dollars. Yeah. Right? Matt. Close the door. We'll close it. Okay. So what? Let's uh let's dive back into it again. So you leave uh PEI after your whole crazy experience in Thailand and all that. All right, over there. Very interesting. Yeah. We'll we'll delve more into that later. But what I want to know is you at some point moved to Montreal. How does that come about? Oh my god. All right, we gotta leapfrog a little bit here. Okay. Should I do lily pad upon lily pad? Or you just want to just go right into it. What the fuck do I look like? <clears throat> Look like a very white person wearing a roots fucking tracksuit. Like it's kind of sad, but I kind of love it at the same time. All right, all right, all right. Well, okay. From there, uh, Thailand. So I'm there for a little while. Moved to Australia, Perth, to be accurate. Uh, I spent about nine months there. Great people. Love the people of Australia. Love them. They're great. Right. I mean, the koala bears. They're eucalyptus crack fiends. I mean, Go on. They are the biggest carriers of STDs on the planet. More than you? Yeah, I know. I know. I look, but I don't. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about I know. the fucking sore that you're sporting on the right side of your face. I know. Uh, it's called razor burn. Fucking mouth. Comes, yeah. I bought, I bought cheap razors, made a mistake, kept using them. No, you're right. You're right. Normally when um, I'm eating like all types of like filthy assholes and pussies around town. Yeah. When I get a sore that uh, crops up around my mouth, it's not herpes. What it is, yeah. is it's something negligible. It's not a, it's not a big deal. No, exactly. Like it's not a, and of course what I'm saying is, Atypical, a factual. I don't know what well, is. You, a... you actually have to be in the game to get an STD. And so, and so yeah. listen, we had no video on this, but you can thank your homie Adam for, uh, oh. you, you know, putting your shit on blast that you got a fucking a herpes sore that it's like I I, I would not a lot Adam I would not smoke a spliff that you had smoked. And what's funny oh, is I was almost prepared to. A roll a spliff and smoke a spliff oh, yeah. with Matt Duffy that would have resulted in me getting all types of sexual diseases. Well, you know what? It would at least make people acknowledge the fact that maybe he was at cool parties. <laughs> <laughs> what, during COVID? During any time. This actually, so I, I guess we should touch on this real quick. So yeah. let's uh, let's teleport ourselves back into present. Okay. And wh what is life during before during and after covid what has your life been like matt oh my god what do you think man i don't even know how to describe my life during the before times things were going great i mean minus a couple other things so but... when are we talking about are we talking about april 2019 april 2019 until about august 2019 
great. Just fantastic. We're great. So, no, so you're I, doing shows or what? What's I'm doing that? shows. I'm running my own shows. Two very successful shows. I should say one very successful show. The other one, it was okay. Pretty good. I think I know you're <laughs> it's pretty good. Go on. It's pretty good. Go on. Um, and then things kind of turned because I had an incident that happened with some very horrible comics. I won't say they're all horrible, but they. Anyways, are you talking about March 2019? I'm talking about. Uh, oh no, this was because this is a long time ago. October 2019. That was a whole. Wait a minute, October 2019. That sounds about right. It was September October. Okay. Yeah. And so what? Uh, yeah. Well, what of it? Well, we don't need to go into that, do we? No, we don't. We In fact, I'm going to gloss over to some next shit. Yeah. So you still, I've I've tried you three times now. Mm. I've just been trying to get you to describe your time living in Montreal. How did you get there? What was it like? Okay. So, I just want to know. Okay. So uh, I said Australia was there for a short bit. Sounds great. Munich, Munich, Germany was there for München. München. München was there for a little over two years. You were in, wait, okay. Okay. So I got to back this up a little bit. Yeah. So you're in Thailand for two years, two and a half. Two and a half years. And then you went from there directly to Germany? No, Australia. Australia for how long? Nine months. Nine months. And then to Germany for how long? A little over two years. So just, just accompanying your, your dad, mm -hmm. who was, uh, what what type of he business a, is he in that he could live in three disparate countries? Um, like he was a financial consultant, and we had a lot of different things. And if we have a, I have a very dark story about Thailand and the reason that we left there. Let's save that for a separate podcast because that would eat up probably. That's fine. Minutes. So, but Montreal, what, so, like, what are you just is so, there yeah. to eat a un grand poutine? No. So we go to Germany. Things don't work out for us financially. My family's not doing well. It's time to move back to Canada. Uh, my dad was actually born in Quebec, not French. He's Irish as fuck, but born in Quebec. And uh, we had relatives there. We need a reset. Um, so we moved back to Canada and Montreal is the place that we go. So I do my last year of high school in Montreal. Really? Yeah. What part of Montreal? Brassard. Brassard. Isn't that, isn't that like, uh, like next the, to the Champlain bridge. It's like the Vaughn of Montreal. It's like the no. suburb. No, no, it's way hotter. Brassard is literally right next to the Champlain bridge. I had the easiest access to go downtown any strip club I wanted to once I had the car. Okay. Come on. No, I like, I like Broussard. Broussard's great. Broussard's pretty fresh. I've been there. I just, I would have thought you would have had more interesting input on, you know, your Montreal experience. Like I mean, Montreal. That's it? So Montreal was. It, well, what are the people like? What was your experience like? like? I mean, I guess I had it a little lighter than some people would. Um, being a complete anglophone going there and living in uh, brassard it's mostly an immigrant um location i don't mean any offense by that Community. that's just it's just the way it was and mm. um it was it was great like everyone was super nice i had a great time downtown montreal's awesome parts of montreal really fucking suck Most do you like st catherine's I don't like St. Catharines. When I went to St. My experience yeah. of St. Catharines is I would go there. You could drink when you're 18, which is fantastic. But mm -hmm. you buy a shot of liquor, you pay full price, and you get 0.75 of an ounce. And you're doing shots. And mm -hmm. and yet there's always some, you know, I guess like crime-affiliated fuckboy walking around with a bottle. And it's like, how much you buy that bottle for? And it's always less than you would get at any, you know, given uh like place in toronto you know so like justin bieber right you know he goes oh i've heard about this guy. yeah the, is he famous yeah so so He's popular right so he likes to not wear too much clothing and to go what yeah because i thought it was because it just doesn't fit him because he's just so cut just doesn't fit him is my bumper sticker <laughs> i mean i told you before it's not really a big deal, but I, that was your bumper. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not a gay reference, but all right. Well, listen, 
I, th- I thought we'd get more out of you about the Montreal, uh, sort of but some was, more insight to Montreal, but but that's fine. Uh, we can. Uh, no, uh, we'll have to do that on a on a next thing. Next thing. Yeah. A next thing. So what I want to know next is that this is that's your Montreal era. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Whatever. It was a thing. You ended up in Toronto. I did. How the fuck did that happen? Well. Now, that's a story. Um, so I go to um, Champlain College in Montreal. <laughs> it just sounds funny. Champlain, Champlain College. Champlain. Champlain. College de Champlain. Champlain. Yeah, because you're going to complain about your life after <laughs> you go there. It's like, fuck, I made bad choices. So I went there and I took, um, initially I took liberal arts. And then I started studying all the stuff. I'm like, I need to know things about ugh, things I'm like no this is the worst so i was like i'm switching to creative arts you Cre- would creative arts film and television that sounds interesting it sounds easy as fuck so do that i, I start falling in love with it i was like this is this is what i like um so do that cheers um, so long story short, um, I do that, I graduate and I don't know what the fuck to do with my life. No idea. So you're in Toronto. You've now I'm graduated in Montreal, this program. I'm in Montreal. So he, this is what I want to make clear is so you're in Montreal, you're in Toronto. Please distinguish. So I'm in, I'm in Montreal. I finished doing college there. I don't know what the fuck to do. I find out about this program called Toronto Film School. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, this sounds awesome. I should have done that. Yeah. So I'm like, this is great. I'll apply to it. I got to accept it. I'm moving to Toronto. I'm going to study film. I'm going to become the next Tarantino. Did that happen? Um, I'll tell you. It's kind of debatable. I I have to interject. I'll tell you what, because because we're gonna split this up into two podcasts, because this has been too much fun, and there's just too much here to to leave this out one podcast. But uh, where I want to steer this, which I think is really funny, is that let's just say that Matt took whatever the fuck was going on with your whole <laughs> your old TFS, and when we say TFS in Toronto, usually we mean Toronto French School. Mm-hmm. That's a rich person school so if you're you're either the child of a ceo or a finance executive mm-hmm. or you're the child of a russian oligarch you know mm-hmm. gangster and you went to tfs and so you speak two languages and that's great that's not you <laughs> exactly so it's not me either but that is that's where we're going to leave this at and uh because it it is not without uh for any lack of being interesting right sure 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 so we're we're, we're, we're gonna leave it at that matt duffy gonna... matt duffy is in toronto you know he's oh, he's man. been well Jesus. I'm, I'm just trying to recap the story real quick because because the story I, goes I, like this acid is kicking in hard i hope so i certainly hope so i see you rubbing your forehead as if you're <laughs> Jimi hendrix as you might see depicted in the photo to my right adam apparently that motherfucker used a razor blade on his forehead only to dissolve lysergic acid diethylamide also known as lsd into his bloodstream via the forehead and wore a bandana upon his brow in order to conceal him getting it to go. Hey, yeah. I did not know this. Listen, I'm not making it up. This is, this is information I'm the not world needs to know. Y'all can suck me off. Holy shit. Congratulations. I am, fuck, am I investing in bandanas or what right now? All right. So check it out. We're going to we're gonna bring this to a close right now. We're going to continue this episode and hear more of Matt Duffy's stu- uh, story on the next episode. But... What I want to do right now, Matt Duffy, Matthew Duffy. What's your middle name? Francis. Matthew Francis Duffy. I know, MFD. MF Doom. (laughs) Matthew Francis Duffy. We're going to skip ahead to... Let's do it. 
Do you have any shout outs as we do our first podcast here? We're launching the shit. We're trying oh, to do something shit. fun. We're trying to do the real deal. You came with the realness. Mm. You have not been fake this entire podcast. Not no. that I would ever accuse you of it, but you have come through and I'm super happy that this is what we came up with. What I want to know is who do you want to shout out right now? Well, first of all, I could never be fake because I fucking only speak truth. That's what I do best. And that's why people don't like me. Shout outs, though. <laughs> Shout outs. 100% Dino the Genetic Marvel and his morning motivational rant. That's his podcast. Love that podcast. He's doing a great job with that. Um, ben Bankus. I'll give a shout out to Ben Bankus wasn't for him, we would not have had comedy during the fucking COVID shit. And he did things that no one else was willing to do. If I was in a better state um, for my personal life, I would probably have been doing the things that he was doing because I had the same thoughts that he had to do what he did. But he had the fucking balls and he had the connections to make it happen. Which was unbelievable, and I will always respect Ben Bankus. I don't care what people say about him. I don't even care what he says. Even sometimes he says things that I don't agree with. I still respect the guy. Um, I mean, other than that, oh, Toronto Style Bar and Grill. <laughs> Fucking right, Toronto Style Bar and Grill. We were the very first venue, uh, as much as Ben Bankus was the first guy to actually do a comedy show. Toronto Style Bar and Grill with me and Lewis Molds as my co-host. We started the very first show during COVID, during everything shut down. We had the very first venue show that no one else had, July 4th. It was awesome. Ooh, and Ben Bangus, oh, it was the head. He was funny. I he remember. Was, he was great. I, he, he was good. Was fucking great. He was good we at that show. Kumansu Patel on the show. Ken Kuntz, we had so many great I did five drugs. minutes and I watched uh, three people spill seven drinks dude, <laughs> on, the, was, on the floor. And I, was, I it was, had it was to deal with it. It was the greatest amazing. thing. Like, dude, it was one of the best shows we it was ever good. had there. But I, there's and a fourth. Was, don't, don't forget who's the fourth that you want to... Shout out to? Mm. Oh, Rajat, my man. Bateja. Rajat, I love you to death. Because he's watching. Funny. Rajat, he's been I, asking for this. No, Rajat, fuck, dude, I fucking love you to death. I can't count the number of times that you hung out at my apartment with Anthony, Anthony, dumbass, Franja. Oh my god, did we make fun of that goddamn motherfucker? And did he make my apartment a piece of shit? Why did I? Why did I pick up that homeless, dumb motherfucker? And let him live in my place for free, for free for months on end. You know, like he turned my apartment into a mushroom farm. <laughs> I'm not joking. He did. He Actually, did. that's he true. He did. The worst thing was he kept on trying to pressure me into doing mushrooms. And at the time, um, I was not as good as I am today. Surprising. He used um, to give I me had, them shits all the time. Oh, oh my dude, god. I, I had problems with alcohol still have that uh, it's a battle it's a it's ongoing battle um with the drugs with the with the drugs, with, with the drugs. what with drugs the cocaine you're clean as a fucking I'm, whistle I'm, I'm pretty with the drugs i'm very clean right now but at that time i was not no and so franja not to go back to this but franja one time i let this fucking dumb piece of shit live with me he's living with me and he's like dude you gotta try this tea i'm like no i the know mushroom what's in tea. it he's like he's like mushroom tea I'm like, about no. it. and so i have to go and host a show that night and i'm like no i'm not trying your fucking mushroom tea he's like just try it just try a little bit and he's pressuring me, pressuring me. No, I know. He did the same thing. And then I finally was like, fuck you. And I just chugged it. And oh, I, no. as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, no. What did I fucking do? And so I'm walking to the venue that I have to host that night. Yeah, it starts up. kicking in. And I was like, oh, no. I'm slightly drunk. And I have mushrooms kicking hard. Lucky for me, when I got there, I saw someone that I knew that had cocaine. And I was like, do you have some cocaine? And he was like, yes, I do. I was like, I need a lot of it. It was the only thing that kept me balanced to host the show because it was a marathon show. It was a two and a half hour show. 
So I did the cocaine. And then are you, are you talking Toronto, about Toronto style? I'm talking about Toronto style, bar and grill, motherfucker. Listen, there's no need for you to have to hold down a show at Toronto style. And like, look, okay. Uh, so I just want to tell the listeners we're gonna go into this shit in more detail. Oh yeah. Um, because uh, the show that Matt Duffy is referring to is, <laughs> uh, it's some next level fuckery, and I don't even want to say anything more than that. So I still have a fair picture. enough. I still have a picture on my phone. I love the you. shirt. Okay, one one thing. Though. What one do you thing. want to say? I still have a picture on my phone, and it's one of my favorite pictures. It's you, me, and Dino. So fucked up at Toronto style bar and grill. Like on cocaine and shit. On five in the morning at the back. Oh no! Patio. Yeah, I don't like this. Patio. My my mother would not approve. She would be very proud of you. Listen, no. you look happy. <laughs> of course, I look happy because I'm euphoric from the cocaine. So I'm gonna just shut it down right there. Thank you very much, Matt Duffy. Um, the last thing I want to give you is uh, sign offs. Give me some quick sign-offs. Don't fuck around. Don't talk about my cocaine habit. I don't want my mom to know. I don't want her to care. <laughs> so sign the fuck off. Thank you very much. Go on. TJ Edwards is the best motherfucker I've ever met in the past couple of years of my life. I love this motherfucker to death. I'm so happy that he's doing this podcast, and I'm honored to be a sidekick for him. Thank you, TJ. Okay, I just want to let a little, a little quick chime in from Adem. AKA Adam, my roommate. What do you have to say about what has just transpired here? There's only good things to come from here. That's what's up, bitch. <laughs> Let's get it.